Welcome to the Face Yoga Expert podcast. Coming up. It's quite nice with face yoga that people find that just consistently their face is improving, but particularly for the forehead area, for anyone yes. that is sort of chronically, like you said, chronically over razor of the eyebrows, yeah. there's a really great technique, which does take time, does take dedication, but once you've got it, it will keep your forehead super smooth. I'm your host, Danielle Collins, and I'm the world-leading face yoga expert, best-selling author of the book, Danielle Collins Face Yoga, and creator of the international teacher training program, the Danielle Collins Face Yoga Method. 17 years ago, I healed myself from chronic illness, and I've spent the last 15 years teaching, sharing, and serving millions of people in person, on TV, and online to help them look and feel the best version of themselves. This podcast is about giving you simple, effective, natural tips and advice and sharing knowledge and insight from industry experts. If you have a friend who you think would enjoy this podcast, please share it on social media as it means so much if you took a moment to rate and review this podcast as it allows more people to feel healthier and happier naturally. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. This is the Face Yoga Expert Podcast. Hello friends and welcome back to this week's episode. So I wanted to share with you this week an episode where I was on Chakra Girl Radio. So I was interviewed by the amazing Amber Lee Lyons and she asked me so much from who my favourite Kardashian is, what my biggest meltdown in the last few months was, how I got into face yoga. We talk about what books I'm reading at the moment. We talk about my missions and my values. We talk about how we can use face yoga for better skin. She asks me loads. We have a wonderful chat. We've got a really, really lovely connection. So I really wanted to share this interview on the Face Yoga Expert podcast because I knew you guys would really enjoy it. So let's get in to this week's episode. Welcome to Chakra Girl Radio. I'm your host and spiritual BFF, Amberly Lyons, and we are on a mission to make the world more consciously chic and connected, one activated chakra at a time. Today, we have a lovely guest who's going to help us with this. She is the world-leading face yoga expert with 15 years experience teaching her craft to millions of people worldwide, and her vision is for all of us to fully embrace and love who we are inside and out and have a toolbox of techniques to use every day so we're in control of our own faces and our wellness. She's been featured everywhere from Vogue, Harper's Bazaar, The Telegraph, The Daily Mail. Her Instagram gives so much information. Um, And you guys, it's a new year. We're going to learn to up-level our faces because aging is just a state of mind. So welcome to the show, Danielle. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I am so excited too. I've like been following you and trying to do the techniques and I just can't wait to learn more about it. Yay. So we're going to share what we're both most excited about today. So I'm most excited because my birthday's coming up January 24th, you guys. Mark it in your calendars. Um, I'm going on a little overnight trip to Whistler, and which is, I mean, here in BC, it's like our ski country. I'm going to feel, um, so before the show, Danielle and I were just talking about Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. <laughs> so I'm going like full on like Salt Lake City vibes in Whistler, BC. I'm going to like deck myself out in all the logo branded gear and just look in like an insane ski bunny who's not actually even going skiing. And I'm super excited. (laughs) I love that. That's amazing. I think you're going to look perfect. I'm going to look great. And my, so it's so cute. So I'm going with my best friend that I've known since grade nine. And my husband is staying home and taking care of my dog and her dog. Like he's dog sitting for both of us while we're gone. (laughs) That's so cute. So cute. So super excited. What are you most excited about today, Danielle? Oh my gosh, I am so excited about lots of things. I think one of the big things I'm excited about this week is I just handed in the final written 17,000 words to my publisher of my second book. So I handed that in on Sunday. And as I'm sure you know, with books, you know, there'll be lots of backs and forths with edits and different drafts, but actually just to get 
all of that down on my laptop, email it off to my publisher was amazing. And when when I got that um, that second book deal, I sort of thought to myself, how am I going to fit this in? Because I run a busy business. I have a four-year-old little girl and an eight-year-old little girl. We're in a global pandemic. Am I going to make this happen? But what I did is I decided just to approach it with as much ease and as much gentleness as I could so when I wrote my first book I think because I'm sort of holding on so tight to it and I wanted to do such a good job there was so much I guess stress in my body as I was writing it but this time around I was determined I would only write it when I felt in a good place because I just think books do hold an author's energy and I really wanted it to just flow really really easily this time so to hand it in, but also to have done it in a really gentle way was a, a big thing for me. So I feel really excited about that this week. Oh, that is magical. What a weight off your shoulders. And yeah. also like, I totally hear what you're saying. Like you can't force creativity. You have to like wait until you're really in your feminine to do that work because otherwise it's just ends up being like linear and not making sense. And like, if we're like, cause we're, you know, you run a huge business. So it's like, you're probably having to be in your masculine sometimes, but then mm-hmm. when you sit down to write, it's like, it just, it just doesn't work unless you're in that flow. So definitely we can't wait to read that new book. It's going to be amazing. And we'll definitely be asking more about your books. Before we do that, let's do a chakra shout out. So I'm going to shout out this fabulous new concept of like galactic dragon archetypes. So George Lizzo's who I talk about all the time on the show, I had another reading with him and he told me about a lady named Diana Cooper. She has a book called dragons, your celestial guardians. And I've been doing these little like invocations and meditations and rituals that she has in the book, like basically like worshiping dragons. It sounds freaking crazy, but (laughs) as an archetype, like a dragon is so powerful. So if you guys don't think I'm insane, check out the book, check out Diana Cooper. And as always, check out George Lizzo's because we love him. Friend of the show. Wow. That sounds amazing. It's it. I mean, it feels kind of crazy to be like essentially praying to dragons, but (laughs) (laughs) but you get used to it. It's fine. Um, who would you like to shout out today? Well, today I just started listening to the audiobook Burning Bright with um, Kelsey J. Patel, who is oh. lovely. She she came as a guest on my podcast and I've always followed her work. She's just so lovely. She's such a genuine person. She's so spiritual, but in such an authentic way. And I've been meaning to get her new book for ages. And then I thought to myself, do you know what? I haven't got time to sit down and read it. I'm going to listen to it as an audiobook. I can listen to it then when I'm driving or when I'm just doing bits and bobs around the house. So I've started listening that to that today. And it's just so lovely to hear Kelsey's voice because she reads the whole book as well. So shout okay. out to Kelsey today. And I know exactly what you're talking about because we had her on the show too. And I was like, I don't think I've ever spoken to someone who's so pure sunshine as she is. Yes. She so is. She seriously is. I love her. Oh, okay. I'm going to have to do that as well. So let's dive in to our slumber party questions. What is your morning ritual? Well, I have a four-year-old and an eight-year-old. So I have two <laughs> little girls. So my morning rituals isn't the same as what it used to be because it's very much centered on them. So for years, I really tried to almost fight that so I was almost like thinking to myself I'll get up so much earlier than they do or I'll try and fit it in amongst getting them ready for school or I'll just do it whilst I'm with them and so I had all these sort of battles with myself for years and then I just decided number one I need my sleep so I'm not going to be getting up earlier than they do and secondly I'm not going to try and 
be somewhere else or not be present with them during the morning. So what I do now is do what I'd normally do in a morning routine, but I do it throughout the day. So a lot of the time, particularly within the last year because of COVID, I'm working from home. So what I can do is I can take moments through the day to do what I would ordinarily do in a morning routine. So I have a few sort of non-negotiables, as I call them. So three things that I make sure that I do every day. And I don't have an exact time I do these, but I just make sure by the end of the day, I know I've done these three things. And that is always a yoga practice of some kind. So this may be something super gentle, like some yin yoga. It may be as simple as being in child's pose or being shavasana for five minutes or 10 minutes. It may be a full 90 minute online class. Um, It may be something much more strengthening and upbeat. But every day, my non-negotiable is yoga. So I always have that in my day. Secondly, I always make sure throughout the day that I have a walk in the fresh air. I'm lucky where I live that I can go out in nature super easily. Sometimes, though, I'm just literally a walk around the block is all I need. But I just find that if I make sure whatever happens, whatever the weather, I'm outside in the fresh air every day. It is so, so nourishing for every part of me. And then thirdly, of course, is face yoga. So for me, of course, face yoga is as many people use it for, for helping my face to look good, lift and firm and tone, but it's also about feeling good. And that's my biggest motivation to do face yoga every day. And I tend to do it normally in the evenings and I make sure I do that every day, whatever. So they're my three things I do throughout the day. In terms of morning, because I don't have time to do all of that sort of routine. Um, I make sure as soon as I open my eyes, I always just say thank you, either in my mind or out loud, or as I sort of step off the bed, I'll say thank you as I walk to the bathroom. I find starting the day with gratitude so, so powerful. And days when I don't do that, what a difference it makes and how much I notice my mindset is different. It can be more in that negative mindset. So gratitude in the morning is huge for me. And if I do manage to fit little bits around looking after my girls in the morning, then it will be simple things like holding a gua sha underneath my eyes, straight out the fridge, help to reduce puffiness, or just holding the crystal sort of on my temples or third eye and taking a deep breath. But then throughout the day, I do have lots of other sort of little rituals that that I like to do. And that varies depending on what's going on in that day, how I'm feeling that day. So it can be a super simple thing like doing some body brushing or maybe doing a bit of Qigong or a little bit of meditation. So there's lots of different therapies, lots of different holistic and spiritual practices, which I do And I draw on throughout the day, but I don't have that structured morning routine anymore. And actually, I'm okay with that now. I'm at peace with that now, which is a really lovely place to be. Okay. And I I totally have been hearing this so much lately that in lockdown, it just changed. And like since COVID, like you people just became a little bit more flexible with themselves. And like, what a beautiful gift in all this chaos for us to learn how to not be so rigid. Yeah, I completely agree. It's it's so important. And I, and I used to be like that. As I said, I used to think I have to do everything in this order in the morning and that's going to set me up so well for the day. But I think what this way of doing it has allowed me to do is to actually tune in more to what I need in each moment. Because yes, sometimes I do need that in the mornings, but other times I don't need it in the morning. I need it mid-afternoon or I need it at nine o'clock in the evening. And I think that's so important to actually ask our body, ask our mind, what do you need from me in this moment? Yes. And I I mean, sometimes I don't feel like showering until like five o'clock and that's yeah. that is one of the benefits that's coming out of the quarantine and everything else that we have just been a little bit more gentle with ourselves and said stuff like that we don't need to be fully showered hair and makeup done first thing in the morning no No. actually people are just more it's just more like acceptable now like even like the way that I look when I go to the grocery store now I'm like eh, people get it (laughs) Yeah, everyone gets it. We're in this together. (laughs) 
Okay. So what is your favorite crystal of the moment? Oh, I have a lot of crystals I like. I have a clear quartz on my desk always. I love a clear quartz. I think it's just a good all-round crystal. I love an amethyst. I've got little amethyst earrings in at the moment. It's my birthstone. So love that. My mum gave me these earrings for Christmas. Um, and I'm a big fan of using crystals in the form of a gua sha or a roller for the face. So I love a jade gua sha, a jade roller, rose quartz, and also clear quartz gua sha. I love that for the evening. So I use crystals in lots of different ways, but definitely I would say amethyst, jade rose quartz and clear quartz are my sort of top four mm, those are good go-tos mm-hmm. definitely what about you what's your favorite I love amethyst like it just if my whole home could be amethyst like <laughs> that would be my dream just the purple, oh. sparkle the zen it's it's amazing amazing who is your favorite Kardashian oh good question I think I have two. I really like Kendall and I really like Chloe. I don't know if it's because I'm a tall girl and they're tall girls. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm, the I'm almost, yeah, exactly. I'm almost six feet tall. So I'm wondering whether that's why. But no, I think Chloe's just hilarious. And yeah. I love that Kendall's just so natural and so laid back. So I, I think if I'm allowed, I'll have two. You can have two. You can have two. <laughs> Who's your favorite? I mean, I feel like it changes all the time, but I, I always go back to Kim. Ah, uh, the classic. The yes. classic. Like, and I feel like just watching her grow and age and mature over the years has made me so happy. Like, I don't have you watched her inter her David Letterman interview? No, I haven't. So she was on his new show that's called uh, My Next Guest Needs No Introduction. Mm-hmm. And it's she is just so good like he asks tough questions and she's good at like laughing some of them off and she like keeps her she like keeps her cards close a little bit but she's she doesn't make it uncomfortable and she's funny she's witty she's smart she pokes fun at herself like it's so good I love that. It's yeah. amazing. And she, and I think because she's going so much more down the lawyer route now, yes. she's really trying to sort of step more into her purpose and yeah. use her platform for such positive reasons. Yes. 100%. Love her. Okay. What is a new year goal or vision or shift, whatever wording you like to use that you have for yourself? Well, 2020 for me, if I could sort of sum it up in one word, I would say was transformational for so many reasons. I mean, for the obvious reason with COVID and how much it changed so many of our lives, but also I just felt on a personal and on a spiritual level for me, it was transformative. So I feel like I really want to bring that same essence into 2021 but I feel it's going to up level. So I, I can't work out how yet. I just have this feeling inside me that it's going to be transformative, um, but in so many different ways. Um, something I learned last year, which I really want to be a, a big goal for this year or a big sort of mission, is just really stepping even deeper into my authenticity. So in terms of what I want to be sharing with the world in terms of what I want to be living like in terms of not worrying what people think of me as much in terms of saying yes to the things that really, really excite me and say no to the things that perhaps I would have normally said yes to for whatever reason. But I noticed last year when I started to say no to more things, it then opened doors to yeah. things that were much more aligned with who I am and where I want to be. So I think big goals for this year. I mean, I've got lots of goals written down in terms of what I want to do and how I want to share things. But I think just overall, it would be staying with that feeling of transformation, really stepping even deeper into my authenticity and just really understanding when something's a hell yes and mm -hmm. when something is a no. Yes, I love that. Actually, the other day I uh, went, actually, I'm going to be talking about this later in the episode too, but I like went through a list of everything I do in my business. And I just asked, 
does this light me up? And it was like a yes or a no. And some of them were like a meh because I was like, eh, it's okay. Um, and then I'm like offloading so much stuff and just starting to say no to so many things. And it's going to be amazing. It's going to be so amazing. And there's always that little bit of fear, isn't there, yeah, when you totally, do that? 100%. You like, think, what am I doing? Why am I saying no or throwing away something which is making money, is helping people, yeah. has always served me just fine? Why am I doing that? But there's a part of you deep down that knows by mm-hmm. doing that, things are going to just be amazing they're it going to get so much happens. better always, always that way so always yes to ease and flow in 2021 yes big goals I think ease and flow are good words yes okay so before we get into you and your story I want you to explain exactly what face yoga is so I've seen it I see what you do I've practiced it here and there I think the first time I saw it was actually on Real Housewives of New York <laughs> do you oh. remember when, do you remember like Aviva Drescher I don't know she like they she had whatever she had this party and her friend was teaching them face yoga it was the whole thing um but I don't quite know like how it works. So can you just describe what face yoga is for anyone who doesn't know? Sure. Well, face yoga has five main areas to it. So the facial exercise, the face massage, acupressure, relaxation, and well-being. So all of those areas are equally as important. The face exercise is there to strengthen and tone muscles under the skin. So just like when we exercise muscles in the body, the muscles become stronger, they become more toned, the skin attached to it is tight and taut and lifted. So we're just applying those principles to the 57 muscles in the face, the head and the neck. So really good for lifting the face, really good for smoothing lines and wrinkles, really good preventative as well. And then we add in the massage. Now, if you're used to going for a massage of the face, or maybe you have a facial, you'll know how amazing massage feels and the benefits for the skin but the lovely thing about face yoga is you can just do it on yourself every day super easily and really really simply so the massage does lots of things it helps to boost the circulation it helps with lymphatic drainage it helps to ease tension so it really helps the skin to look healthier helps the skin to look more glowing it's amazing for helping to reduce things like puffiness under the eyes dark circles um has so many deep well-being benefits as well mm. and my method definitely combines very sort of modern scientific research into the face in terms of what we now know about the face muscles and the lymphatic system and the circulatory system. But I really combine it with the traditional as well. So techniques which have been used for thousands of years in yoga and Ayurveda and traditional Chinese medicine. So the acupressure part of it definitely rooted in the Ayurveda and in the traditional Chinese medicine and we're just applying pressure to certain points in the face so this is great for helping the face aesthetically but also we're getting lots of benefits for our health and for our well-being as well so sometimes it can be helping with super simple things like better sleep or reducing stress other times it can be um, a little bit deeper. So maybe if we've got blocked sinuses or blocked ears, we can work on the acupressure point for release. So that aspect of it, again, is equally as important as the exercise and the massage. And then the two final areas of face yoga. So the relaxation, the relaxation is really about getting to know our face, where we're holding the tension and learning to release that tension. So a big reason that we get lines and wrinkles in our faces is repetitive expressions. And often these are those stress related expressions. So maybe it's pulling the area in between our eyebrows. Maybe it's tensing our jaw and causing lines around the mouth. Maybe it's over raising our eyebrows when we're talking. 
Now, if we're doing that when we're a child or a teenager, our skin just bounces back straight away. We have enough collagen and elastin in the skin for that bounce back. But as we age and as the collagen and the elastin production starts to decline, we find that those repetitive expressions tend to etch into our skin. So face yoga really teaches us to let go of those stress-related expressions, to learn how to just keep that forehead really relaxed, really gentle, how to just soften the jaw to really prevent and reduce lines we're getting in the lower face. So relaxation for the face is absolutely key. And then the fifth aspect is the well-being. So well-being um, encompasses so many things. But what I'm a real believer in is that our real beauty starts from the inside out. So we can do all the facial exercises we want in the world. But if we're speaking to ourselves in a negative way when we look into the mirror or if we're eating all the wrong foods, or if we're never exercising our body, then we're never going to get the results from the facial exercises that we want. Mm -hmm. So my method really is holistic. It's about doing that daily routine, however much you can do every day, but also just looking at things a little bit deeper, a little bit more holistically. Let's think about affirmations, how we can speak to ourselves a little bit more positively, how we can look after every part of us from the inside, because we all know how we feel on the inside. This radiates out through our face and our, our face tells the story of every thought we're thinking, everything we've eaten, um, every experience we go through. So um, yes, there's, there's lots of exercise and massage, but there's also lots at a deeper level in face yoga as well. I love that you said that because I know like times in my life that I've been unhappy or like not taking care of myself. Like in my twenties, I was like, how was I so saggy in my twenties? Like how did my face look so saggy? And now it's like more tight now that I'm in almost my mid thirties. Like, it's like that piece of self-love, like it actually makes you hotter. <laughs> it does. It so does. Confidence is literally the sexiest thing. Yes. Okay. And do you watch The Bachelor? I'm not a big fan okay. of The Bachelor. Not, so because, not because I've watched loads and I hate it, but I've watched one or two and I've never got into it in the way I have like Real Housewives or Kardashian. I know. It's like, it's a, it, it's a, a commitment, like when there's a season, yes. but there's this one girl for anyone that's watching, her name's Victoria and she's just so miserable and so mean to everyone. And I can tell by looking at her face, I'm like, you have a very pretty face, but it's very saggy because you hate yourself. Like, yes. I'm like, she needs self-care. Oh, um, yes. I feel That's like so I, you true. can like see it in people's face. Like if they yeah. look vibrant and like lifted and light, like that's because they're taking care of them, taking care of themselves. So I love that. Um, okay. So you've also studied everything from like Thai yoga massage to Shiatsu to Indian head massage, EFT meditation. So I want to know about your spiritual awakening and when you decided to make all of this your life's work. Well, my journey started, oh gosh, I'm, well, I'm going to be 39 next month. So when I was 21 and I just left university. So I'd done my degree in education and English literature. And I was always planning to be a school teacher. That's what I sort of wanted to do since I was really, really little. Because I knew really, I just wanted to help people and I wanted to teach. And that's the only way that I knew how. But after I left university, I became really ill. I got a really, really bad virus. And then I was diagnosed with something called ME. And the way it manifested for me was um, really attacking my immune system. Um, my nervous system was massively affected. I was very much housebound, bedridden. I had horrendous pain through my muscles, my joints. I had headaches, brain fog, um, swollen glands, lots and lots of symptoms and very, very little energy. I couldn't exert myself for more than about 10 or 15 minutes. So I had to stop working and I had to rest. And doctors said to me, we don't have a magic pill for this. There's no medication we can give you. There's not a huge amount we know about the illness because it's so complex. It usually comes from a viral onset and it's usually because the person is stressed and burnt out 
but we don't know exactly how long it's going to take for you to heal from this illness. Some people just get over it. Other people live with it for a lifetime. And I used to be someone who was very stressed. I definitely wasn't into anything holistic, anything spiritual. I didn't even know what yoga was. Mm -hmm. And someone said to me whilst I was really um, unwell, why don't you try some yoga? And I remember getting one of the old VHS videotapes of yoga. And because I was so unwell, there was very little I could do. But I just thought, let me do what I can, even if it's from bed. And the first thing I learned with yoga was how to breathe properly. And I'd realized that for 21 years, I hadn't been breathing properly. And that alone was putting my body in this fight or flight response all the time, pretty much. So learning to breathe deeply was huge for me. Um, And then started to do a little bit of gentle yoga in bed, just what I could. And I remember doing that and thinking, okay, I'm going to heal myself. I know I can heal myself from this. And that started a journey into all aspects of healing. So I then got a life coach. I saw an acupuncturist. I went for acupressure sessions. Um, I um, I went to see a nutritionist. I changed the way I ate. For me, I knew that what my body couldn't cope with was alcohol and caffeine. So I had to give up alcohol and caffeine. Um, And there was lots and lots of different holistic therapies I I did. I used to read what I could in terms of how to reduce stress, how to heal myself from the inside out. And within 18 months, I managed to completely cure myself from the illness. I had more energy, more vitality, and most importantly, a calmer, more balanced mind than I had ever had in my life. And I knew that I'd gone through those really painful and dark and lonely days for a reason. I knew that I wanted to help other people. So that's something I'd known since I was really, really little, that I wanted to help people. I wanted to teach. I wanted to share. But I knew I'd gone through this in order to help people in quite a specific way. And I knew it either be to help people overcome similar illnesses or to really just help people to feel a little bit healthier, a little bit happier, and teach some of these really simple techniques that I had used to heal myself. And I then took training, first of all, as a relaxation therapist, and I went on to train as a yoga teacher and a nutrition and face massage. And then my yoga and and face yoga journey started from there. But I would definitely say that that time was my, I guess, my spiritual awakening. And I probably call it my wellness awakening, to be honest. It's funny because I was talking to my husband over Christmas and I said, I used to think that was my spiritual awakening. And it was the biggest life-changing experience I'd ever had. But it was definitely my wellness awakening. Funnily enough, I think my deeper spiritual awakening happened in 2020 actually happened mm-hmm. last year mm-hmm. Interestingly enough isn't it funny how you think you've gone through a spiritual awakening and then you go through a spiritual awakening yeah well I feel my theory is that we have multiple and like they oh. get like kind of deeper as we go because I feel like I had another one this like I feel like my first I didn't really have like a a solid like first spiritual awakening. I never had anything terrible happen. Yeah. I like dug myself out of like some anxiety and depression, but like it was pretty textbook stuff. Um, And then in 2020, I had um, appendicitis and had to get my appendix removed. And people are probably sick of hearing me talk about it because I talk about it all the time. (laughs) Well, I I haven't heard the story. So you can find (laughs) it. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I mean, there was, I went through some like very dark times and I really had to like reassess, um, my health and wellness and and how I was approaching it. And then that led to like some major insights and downloads and, um, and just like a a clear spiritual perspective. So, so for you for in 2020, like I want to, I want to know what the spiritual awakening was like for you. I think it was a combination of things, but I think it started, I did some, um, well, I did two days of EFT with an amazing lady. So I did it actually 
to start off with in order to learn it for professional reasons, to to bring it in to to what I do and what I share. But isn't it funny when we often go down the path for that, that we then help ourselves in so many ways. So that was really at the beginning of last year. So before the pandemic even happened. And one of the things I really found that that opened up for me was starting to get really comfortable with the discomfort. And I think if I was to describe last year's spiritual awakening in any way, it would be by saying that because what I had done for so many years was just focus on how can I feel good? How Mm. can I feel positive? But what the beginning of last year taught me, and then lots of things, then I continue to go down that path all the way through last year, was that actually, if I'm not feeling good, I need to not feel good. I need to step into that. I need to feel that. I don't need to let it be there forever. I can let it pass through me, but I need to really understand it. And I need to really let it sit there for a while. And sometimes it just passes through acknowledgement. Sometimes you need to go a little bit deeper and you need to start working through that, some of that rubbish, some of that garbage. You know, we really have so much stuff just stuck inside us um, that it's so easy just to push down or just to mask with loads of positivity and loads of wellness techniques. But actually, if we start to say, look, this is a feeling I feel all the time. It's just at the back of, of my life all the time. I don't think much of it, but it's there. And it's because of maybe one thing one person said to us 20 years ago, but it's stuck inside us in some way. And just understanding that it's there and then letting it pass, acknowledging it, working through it, whatever it takes. And I think once I did that, that really opened up so much for me last year. It started to, I guess it started to let me connect a little bit with my more with myself at a soul level for sure. Um, I think I started to connect much more with past lives. Mm -hmm. I definitely started to open myself up a little bit more to just other aspects of spirituality, just being more aware of other realms of angels, um, of, of my soul's purpose, Mm -hmm. actually, in yoga, it's so beautifully called Dharma, and really starting to understand even more on a deeper level, what my soul purpose is, why I'm here, what my soul has been through before, what it wants from this life. So I think through lots of things, starting with the EFT, but then through lots of different modalities, I think that last year was definitely, and I love how you said we can have multiple spiritual awakenings. So maybe that was almost like a second one, really, and a deeper one. It was. I I feel like there was like a global 5D ascension where we went from like 3D consciousness to 5D consciousness. And it was like, it it just kind of happened and it kind of processed for different people in different ways. But now we kind of are in this place where there are essentially kind of two dimensions living in parallel on earth. Like there's the people who are still in that very, very linear way of living and thinking. And then there's a more quantum way of thinking, which is like you exactly, like you said, like soul level expansion. So yes, I agree. (laughs) So good. Okay. So I want to know, are there any like face yoga techniques that you can describe to us without knowing that no one has video? Like, what are some things that we can start doing? I feel like I know for me, like the things that I want to work on is I am a chronic eyebrow raiser. And I also, so, okay, so that's another thing I want to ask you. I do get Botox because of that. So what are your views on Botox? I think everyone needs to do what is right for them. So 
I think that we're so lucky, particularly as women, that we live in a day and age now where we have a choice. Mm -hmm. We have a choice of how we want to live. We have a choice of how we want to look. And I think that there is so much judgment around, particularly around aging at the moment. So I feel there's a whole community that are judging people that going down the Botox and fillers route. And there's a whole community that maybe are going down that Botox and fillers route that are then discrediting people that are doing it more naturally, or even people that are just choosing to let their faces age and Mm. choosing to have lines and wrinkles. And what I want to do is just say, let's not judge each other, particularly as women. Let's empower each other. If you want to go and have Botox, have Botox. If you don't want to go and have Botox, don't have Botox, but Mm. let's not judge each other. And that's honestly how I feel about everything when it comes to Botox in terms of what you can do if you don't want to go down the Botox route or what lots of people have done actually is said look I've had Botox in the past but now because I do these face yoga techniques I'm not doing it either at all or as often um, which is obviously great because it's saving people money it's meaning that they're not having to do anything which let's face it has got a level of risk to it but also Mm -hmm. they've got something which they find that helps their skin progressively improve because something I have found that clients have said to me with Botox is they don't like the sort of roller coaster ride of it so the face is looking great it's looking the way they want and then it starts to wear off again and then they don't like the way their forehead looks for a certain period of time so it's quite nice with face yoga that people find that just consistently their face is improving over time um but particularly for the forehead area for anyone yes. that is sort of chronically like you said chronically over razor of the eyebrows yeah. there's a really great technique which does take time does take dedication but once you've got it it will keep your forehead super smooth so all you have to do is place either one or two hands onto your forehead. So your aim there is to keep the forehead really, really still. I mean, if you've got Botox, it'd be quite easy to keep it still. But if you haven't, just use as much pressure as you need to with your hands and keep it still. And then practice opening your eyes as wide as you can. And just try and hold there for a bit. That helps you really engage the muscle around the eyes because that muscles tend to be underused so we tend to find that they get quite loose and saggy and we tend to overuse our forehead so we're straight away there just retraining our face and saying face use the eyes more and the forehead less Mm -hmm. and then we practice looking up and looking down so this is a traditional yogic eye movement which has been used for thousands of years to improve eyesight to help the circulation around the eyes but it's one of the best ways to retrain the face that when we look up and when we look down, and then you can do the same looking side to side, that we don't have to engage our forehead. There's absolutely no reason why we need to express with the forehead area. Our Mm. eyes can tell every story we want them to tell. So practice that all the time. Practice making your eyes wide, practice look up and down, side to side, just about a minute or two a day is fine. And get to know your face, get to know when do I over raise my eyebrows? Because very often when we do have quite habitual, quite chronic expressions, we do over and over, they are related to certain emotions that we're feeling. So sometimes it's good just to disconnect or connect, first of all, to that emotion and then just try and disconnect the face from that emotion. Because then we find that we're a little bit more in control of our faces rather than our emotions being all of our face. Okay. I love this. Cause I know that when I raise my eyebrows, it's like, because I have smaller eyes and I'm trying to make my eyes look bigger. Interesting. And isn't it funny and that you probably inside have some reason why you feel your eyes are small. Maybe there was something which someone said to you years I ago. Isn't that so interesting? But, but I love, but even just the feeling of like holding my forehead, because I'm doing it right now, but holding yeah. my forehead tight and actually just make like, like letting my eyes twinkle and like letting my eyes kind of like grow and like be there. <laughs> and yeah. like, oh, that's what, that's the feeling I've been looking for. But I thought it was my forehead that was doing that. 
isn't that amazing let let your eyes glow let them open because it is amazing how little we actually use our eyes I mean we use them to look of course but we don't use them to their full capacity you know we move our heads when we want to look at something rather than moving our eyes so we're not using them to their full capacity and when we're happy we're joyous we're surprised whatever it is we don't open our eyes to their full capacity as well. We just instantly raise our eyebrows. So practicing those eye movements, movements every day is transformational. I have seen so many people really prevent lines in the forehead, but also soften lines in the forehead as well. Because as you start to relax that muscle, the, the lines do start to disappear. Yes, because every time I get Botox, they like ask you to raise your eyebrows and they're like, damn, your muscles are strong. I'm like, because I work them out all the time because I'm always raising my eyebrows. So if I let those chill out for a bit, then I wouldn't have it's like I don't it's like it's not wrinkles. It's just when I move my face. It like there's like major creases, like Sharpe forehead. Um, so okay, love, love, love that one. And I love that you mentioned improving eyesight as well. I've always had a theory that glasses are a scam and that there's like natural ways to cure our eyes. Well, these techniques have been used by yogis, like I said, for thousands of years before you could even get glasses. So, you know, use them. And our eye muscles can be trained in the way that the rest of our body can as well. And as I said, we don't use them to their full capacity. But if we do, if we exercise them, we strengthen everything. We even strengthen the nerve, the optic nerve. So good. So for how long of uh, like a session would we have to be doing the practice each day? It really depends what you can realistically do. So the number one thing I always say is do something every day. That's the best way to get results. If you're looking for really good results fairly quickly, then I would say you need to do probably a minimum of 10 minutes per day working all the key areas of the face. If you really want to bring it into your wellness routine, because remembering it is a really lovely wellness practice as well. If you can make it 30 minutes or even 40 minutes, I'm really working every area of the face and working all those those five aspects I talked about then that's perfect but I just say do what you can when you can start off small even if you pick one technique even if you do that one technique I've just taught you there you do that every day that then starts to open doors to say okay so I love how it's now feeling for my eyes what can I do for my cheek area and you start to build this lovely little routine Mm, okay so now I want to ask you for that one for like the smile lines yes okay so lots of things we can do about the smile lines first of all I would say you want to let go of jaw tension Mm. um tension in the jaw is one of the areas that most of us suffer from so most of us hold a lot of anxiety in our jaw is also really connected to control so when we're trying to control something we often tense our jaw area it's also so then, a throat chakra a sign yes. that you have a block in your throat chakra so common. absolutely absolutely so two fingers and thumb just gently pinching up the jaw area to start with to release the jaw works really well you can even go to a little acupressure point which is just at the top of the jawbone just underneath the ear you'll find there there's a little indentation you can just massage that area that release your jaw so start with that and then in terms of what we can do in terms of strengthening the muscles under the skin to lift them firm and smooth any lines there's a great one where you puff the cheeks out full of air and you just start to transfer the air from cheek to cheek now if as you're doing that you find that you get little lines around the mouth area Just take your hand and just smooth any little lip line so your hand can go over your mouth. You'll need to breathe in and out through the nose. And as you're transferring the air from cheek to cheek, you're working lots of those muscles around the cheek and around the mouth area. And we're working those muscles out. And when we're working them out, the skin attaches, tightens and tautens. So we're really having that lovely lifting effect. So great for lifting the cheeks and really helping with those smile lines between the nose and the mouth. Ooh, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to do like a little experiment for everyone and start doing this for like a month and see. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> That's great. Cause I, like, I've been thinking like, how can I get rid of like these things? And I'm like, I don't want to like put filler in my face. I don't want to, I'm like, 
I, I don't want to do more things. So this is, this is perfect. I tell you what, if you email me after, what I'll do is I'll send you a little code to do my 10 day course, which is just 10 minutes a day, every day for 10 days. And it's perfect because it means you can do a before photo at the beginning, do an after photo at the end, you know, just for yourself. And it means that you've actually given yourself a little routine just for 10 days, 10 minutes a day using a video. It's all on video and it's an amazing way to kickstart your face yoga. So I will send that to you to use afterwards. Thank you. So for anyone who wants to work with you, like what are the different ways to work with you to learn how to do all this stuff? So lots of ways. So if you want to just learn little bits about face yoga here and there, or if you want something for free, there's lots of ways I do that. So you can do it through my YouTube channel. I upload videos twice a week on there, which is called the face yoga expert. You can listen to lots of face yoga info and wellness advice on my podcast, which is the face yoga expert podcast. Obviously my Instagram at face yoga expert. There's loads of videos, IGTV and reels on there. If you want something a little bit more structured, the 10 day course I just mentioned is great. And the wonderful thing about that is you also get a full digital copy of my book, Danielle Collins Face Yoga, which is full of face yoga advice, skincare advice, wellness advice, yoga tips, affirmations. Um, You can get the actual book if you like to have an actual book. I know I love real books and holding it and going through it. Um, You can get that on Amazon. Um, And I also run an accredited teacher training programs so um, you can train to be one of my certified teachers if you feel like you'd love to share face yoga with other people I have face yoga apps as well so loads of ways you can do face yoga I love that and I know a lot of our listeners have um, like any different kinds of wellness businesses and spiritual businesses this would be such an amazing thing to add on for your clients Yeah, it's been lovely this year, actually, and last year, because um, so many people have come to face yoga and found that they really made their business successful for it because a lot of people I I found that were um, holistic practitioners or beauticians that were giving facials or even yoga teachers because of COVID they weren't able to see people face to face they weren't able to teach in their yoga studios they weren't able to give their clients facials or do their holistic treatments so many people have taken the certification and it's been lovely because they've been able to see clients teaching them face yoga via Zoom via Mm. Skype via FaceTime and really add another area to their business. So it's been great to see how people have added it onto their business, um, but also just made businesses through something really positive to come out of the of the pandemic, which has been really lovely to see, actually. Yeah, I think anything that you can do online is not only good during a pandemic, but it's like, what a great way to be able to schedule your own day and like not worry about always having to like be seeing clients face to face, because I know that can be energetically draining sometimes as well. So such a good add on you guys. So we'll post all the links to all the ways that you can get to know Danielle. I want to also just quickly ask you, do you read faces like the, the Chinese face reading? I definitely bring face reading into what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I personally don't read faces for lots of reasons. I find that um, over the years, people have asked me, you know, can, can you read my face? But often people want me to almost diagnose like that line there shouldn't be there or you need to lift this. Um, right. And what I tend to do is actually ask people, what do you want? So tell me how you want your face to feel. Because I find that if I say to someone, well, we have lines in the forehead area and this is because of this, then actually maybe that's something that didn't bother that person. And then I'm saying to them, oh, you've got lines in that area. And that suddenly might become an insecurity. And I'm the complete opposite to that. I always have asked my clients, tell me what you want. How do you want to feel? What do you want your face to work? Um, how do you want your face to look? How? What do you want to lift? What do you want to tone? And I find when I do that, I get their feedback. And then I design a program for them around that. If somebody asks, for example, like we just talked about the jaw, oh, I tense my jaw lots and I get lines around this area, then I can talk to them. Well, actually, that is because of this emotion or a blocked shot, right. like you said, a locked 
throat chakra, or we can talk about certain skin conditions and why they've manifested in the body. But I tend to find that I don't diagnose that. I let my clients come to me because I'm all about helping us to feel as good in our skin as possible. And there's no such thing in my mind as a perfect face or an imperfect face. It's just about what we want to feel like and how we want to look. Yes. And I remember I had, so I had a facialist once and she was like, oh, your face is like an abundant face. Like you, your face is like made to like make money. <laughs> like, so, and she said like, oh, like people who have like, I think she said like wider cheeks and like more of like a, a round button nose. Like those are like faces that, that like somehow like in Chinese medicine, that is like a money face. <laughs> so wow. I was like, I wonder if there were like different face yoga things you could do to like make yourself have a money face and then make, and then you would like manifest more money. <laughs> I think manifesting money isn't about our face. I think it's about our minds. <laughs> Sure, sure. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm looking for all the ways. Yes. <laughs> okay, so I want to know a little bit more about your book. We can get it on Amazon. I'm going to post the links mm-hmm. to that. And then in the book, you have like different practices that we can do as well. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So in the book, there are lots of sort of what we call problem areas. So if there's a certain area of your face, which you think, oh, actually, I'd like to learn how to relax that. I'd learn how, like to learn how to lift and smooth that area. You can go straight to those problem areas. Or in the book, there's also just sections. So there's sections on the forehead, the eyes, the cheeks, the mouth, the jaw, the neck. And you can just work out a routine that suits you. Also, throughout the book there's lots of lovely affirmations which I recommend that when you get to that page you stop and you just say that affirmation to yourself in your mind or out loud because as I said earlier it's such an important part of looking good is is feeling good Um, the book also talks about my journey it talks about how we can integrate skincare routines into our day-to-day life there's basic yoga poses in there which also benefit the face so traditional yoga poses that we normally do for the body and mind can have really lovely benefits for the face there's advice on foods that you can eat which really help the skin so it's packed full of info and if you do prefer it in video format then as I mentioned my 10-day course it's all based around the book so it's all exercises from the book in video format and then as part of that you'll get a digital copy of the book as well so if you go to um faceyogaexpert.com slash shop all the info's on there yes and we'll link you guys in the show notes too yay okay so i know we're going over time so we'll we'll do this fast (laughs) (laughs) are you okay for time yes fine Okay. okay good 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 okay we're gonna move on to manic moments in manifesting where we talk about our last meltdown and the last thing we manifested and I'll go first. So there's a Capricorn new moon last night, or maybe it was early this morning. Mm-hmm. And I've been feeling it. Like I mentioned earlier, like I had to like write down this list of all the things I'm doing because I was feeling so overwhelmed and I had like a little cry about it. Um, and I think because like in December, like I had like so many things to schedule and I was like, oh, let's just do it in the new year. Let's do it in the new year. So my January has just been so packed and similar to what we were talking about earlier about not saying no to specific things. I was like, why am I doing this? And I was like resentful and annoyed with different like little things that I had like, I had like committed to and timelines that I committed to. Um, So yeah, I had a little cry with my husband, went into a tailspin of overwhelm. Um, so yeah, after doing that little practice yesterday of like, what lights me up, what doesn't, I just got this like download of ideas. Like once I even just committed to, okay, I'm offloading these things, even though I haven't necessarily like hired the people yet, I got all these amazing downloads of how I want to like integrate my community more and like integrate my clients into my messaging and even have some of my clients like host podcasts, some podcast interviews are like, whatever it is that I, that, that they, however I can highlight them, that is also going to like offload stuff for me. I'm like, wow, that is so exciting to make my brand more of like a community brand than making it about me. And I feel like that's what this year is going to be about for me is like 
it's not about me. <laughs> like yeah. it's about, it's about elevating the collective. And, um, and that's been a big part of my transformation over the last few months as well. So just commit, even just committing to saying no to things and offloading yourself is going to open you up to new ideas. Yes, I so agree. It's so funny that you said that because I literally said to my husband about three hours ago, this year is definitely about community and collaboration. I said that old feeling of competition that so many people in the industry have, that's gone. That doesn't work anymore. It it is about the collaboration, about the community, and it's about something that's bigger than us. You know, it's about the collective us, not not the me. Totally. And like, no more burnout. Like, like yes. when we, when we, when it's about connection and like things like this, where we get to like chat and connect and like learn from each other, like that is what lights you up and gives you energy rather than, you know, sitting at your desk and like, you know, working away and doing everything for yourself. It's like, that is what drains your energy. So the more we can connect with other people, the more we're actually giving ourselves more energy. Completely. And when we're living in that sole purpose, we don't burn out. We only burn out when we're doing things that our ego wants us to do or that other people want us to do. So I think stepping into sole purpose is another big one for this year. So true. And just asking, like, am I doing this for some kind of valid, like outward validation or because my soul wants to do this? I know. Separating that ego. That ego is is a naughty one. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Tell us about your last meltdown and the manifestation that came out of it. Well, it's really interesting when you said about yours being overwhelmed. I would say that every time I have a meltdown, it's always rooted in that feeling of overwhelm without a shadow of a doubt and for my for me it usually comes about two days before I'm due on my period (laughs) related to hormones as well so um this time round, this month that hasn't been too bad last month I felt so overwhelmed and the, the irony of the, the irony of this you're going to laugh I felt so overwhelmed I ran upstairs my hub, husband was in the bedroom luckily my children were at school so they didn't see me do this I got a yoga bolster and I threw it against the bedroom door and luckily the bedroom door didn't break or anything but the little lock on the bedroom door did break and afterwards I thought oh my goodness I actually acted like a crazy person what is wrong with me and the irony of throwing a yoga bolster of all things to throw honestly but I then walked away and I thought right I'm going out for a walk and I went out for a walk and it's funny because there was some amazing release with just throwing something Mm -hmm. so heavy I felt like it just shifted something and although it wasn't in hindsight the best or most useful thing to do once I'd done that I then took myself away from the situation and I thought okay why did I do that? I did that because it all feels too much. And I just needed to just release. And that is definitely a trend for me. Sometimes it just feels too much. And then the meltdown will come from that. So what I'm working on, and I think with all these things, it's just such an up and down journey. I'm just working on trying to not get to the point where I, I am overwhelmed. Um, but then if I do get to the point where I'm overwhelmed, because it's going to happen sometimes, I mean, if it's just an old habit and an old pattern it's bound to come sometimes to then have some really good coping strategies for when that happens. And I think what we were saying before, and it ties back really, really nicely to that, to living with our soul's purpose, to thinking, how can we live more in community? How can we help other people and give them a platform whilst just taking a little bit of the pressure off ourselves? Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been thinking along along those lines as well and that, that just sits really really nicely for me so I think a big thing this year is going to be how do I not get to that place of overwhelm where the meltdown happens um, and I start throwing yoga bolsters at doors yes. and just, <laughs> my 2021 resolution no throwing yoga bolsters <laughs> that's a good one yeah that's gonna be have you seen those like um I don't know what they're called like smash rooms I don't know you like hit stuff with a bat 
I haven't, but I feel like I need to go to one. Yeah, I, I haven't been to it either, but it's like this room full of like old junk that they get from like the dump or something. And you have like a big bat or like stick or something and you just go in and smash stuff. Oh, do you know, <laughs> I am. I've realized when I, and it doesn't happen that often. It's not even like it happens monthly. No. If for me, I do get to overwhelm. I am a thrower. Yeah, throw, oh, me too. I'm yeah. a door slammer. I'm yes. a thrower. I'm definitely a thrower. Oh my goodness. So I told my acupuncturist about this and she said there's an old Chinese proverb that says when you feel this certain way, that patient needs to go to the top of a high mountain and scream. (laughs) That checks out. (laughs) And I said, yeah, that is exactly it. She said, that's what the old Chinese proverbs say, that patient needs to go to top of a mountain and scream. And I was like, yes, that is almost like the release that you sometimes feel like you need. to throw something though. I don't want to hike a mountain. (laughs) I know, same. Takes too long, too much hard work. Just throw throw a yoga bolster. Yes, but I have started (laughs) boxing. Boxing is really fun. Yeah, Yeah. that sounds good. I've never done boxing. And there's a lot of technique to it as well. So it's almost like I feel like I'm at a choreographed dance class. Like it's wild. Oh, Oh, maybe I should do that. Yes. And if you live in Vancouver, shout out to Rumble Boxing Studio because they're amazing. So... Yes, if we want to get out some anger, it's a great way. So Danielle, this has been amazing. I'm like, I could talk to you all day, but we're already over time. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for the things that we can actually like go into. I like the whole time, like every time you're talking, I'm doing face yoga now, just so you know. (laughs) That's amazing. Oh, well, I'll send you the 10 day course too. And you can do your little 10 minutes every day. Yes. So we already talked a little bit about where we can find you, but can you just drop us those handles one more time? And we're going to link you guys in the show notes as well. But what are the the handles for the main ones, like the Instagram and um, website and all that kind of stuff? Website is faceyogaexpert.com. Instagram handle is at faceyogaexpert. I've also got one specifically for my teacher training on Instagram, which is at faceyogateachertraining. Um, you can listen to my podcast, the Face Yoga Expert podcast. You can hop over to my YouTube channel, the Face Yoga Expert. I'm on Facebook, the Face Yoga Expert, TikTok at Face Yoga Expert. So pretty much Face Yoga Expert everywhere. Yes. Okay. Perfect. Cohesive. Love it. Um, so you guys check out Miss Daniel Collins. She's amazing. Let's really heal our faces and heal our, the way we talk to ourselves, the way we feel about ourselves and all look our hottest and happiest in 2021. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you'd like more information on face yoga or you'd like to become a face yoga teacher, just head to our website, faceyogaexpert.com for more information. If you'd like to do a regular structured daily face yoga program to get the best results, you can either use one of my apps, just search Danielle Collins on your app store, or you can use my book, just search Danielle Collins Face Yoga on Amazon. And thank you for joining me today. And I look forward to seeing you again next time.